Welcome back to another episode of Tooth and Claw. Today, we're doing another Animal Attack news roundup. We figured we'd probably better since we were getting a lot of requests to talk about not only the tiger down in the Florida Zoo, but also the squirrel over in the UK that attacked 18 people, um, and a few different stories that we thought were worth sharing, uh, not just because they're really interesting, but because there's a lot to learn. And of course, like always, Wes does a really good job of teaching us all that we need to know. So that's what's on the docket for today, and we hope you all enjoy the episode. Oh, and real quick, I'm just going to make another plug for our Patreon, because our latest episode is a little weirder and wilder than what we usually get up to over there. So if any of you want to hear even more from us, you can go join us over at patreon.com slash toothandclawpodcast. Okay, that'll do it for me. Let's go. Okay, tooth and claw. Here we are. We're back. Back Sitting again. Sitting on yeah. my living room floor. <laughs> We're all together. We just finished our grizzly episodes, and now we're done with that. So this <laughs> this <laughs> one's gonna be our animal news episode. Yeah. It's been a little while, so we got some built up. Yeah, we're yeah. a little late, but um, we got some good stories. Yep. Um, so forget everything you know about animals and. And just what? <laughs> start we'll from, take it from here. Actually, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we get into it, I just want to bring up uh, we've been playing a lot of VR. We have been playing some VR. Separated, and yeah. it's a pretty fun way to like just talk. Yeah, we chat yeah. sometimes uh, in the virtual world. <laughs> but it was really funny to me last time we played. So we played this game where it's like, I have a hard time with this word, almost like ultimate frisbee. And then also kind of like Ender's Game and Rocket League, like you're trying to score goals and you throw a disc to each other while you're floating. But Wes, you punched some glass really <laughs> yeah, hard I and I haven't gotten an update on that yet. So I, let's hear what happened. I punched the glass fixture of my light really hard <laughs> and thought at first that I had just shattered it. But then I took my like, it sounded headset like off. It yeah, on my, my finger is still sore. It didn't cut but it like really hurt yeah and it still hurts a little bit but i punched it real hard mm. we've all punched something, something already yeah. yeah it's incredibly nerdy i always think of like what i look like if someone were to walk in the room <laughs> yeah. and see me oh, whenever like i'm in a room with someone playing vr i like have to video like, yeah because it's I, always just i almost so for me it's an unspoken rule but we've talked about it a little bit so i guess it's not unspoken but usually when i play with friends an unspoken we say, rule yeah, we've talked it's, about. It's spoken. <laughs> uh, we say that you can't record and post things because you just look so dumb. That's a good rule. And you feel so vulnerable already that if you know people are recording you. Anyway. I'm not going to accept yeah. that rule. Well, Jesse you know. doesn't accept it either. So. You know what's a cool <laughs> application of VR? Since we're an animal podcast, yeah. uh, one cool application I heard is veterinary like scientists and surgeons use VR to like practice surgical procedures on like that's cool cows mm. and dogs and stuff yeah i thought that was really interesting yeah that is interesting i saw someone put vr on a cow and made it feel like it was at a grass field and it produced way more milk yeah, yeah was, i like, heard about that the too. milk out yeah, it was such awesome. a weird setup for it too yeah. they had like multiple yeah uh other news we also watched our lord of the rings annual marathon yesterday uh-huh uh banged them out we did it it boom, was the boom, first boom. time I think ever that me and Mike both managed to stay awake for all three. Yep. Jeff, you almost made it. 
Yeah, it does off a little. I always do. Return of the King always puts me to sleep. But it was fun. I had a good time. Yeah, I would put it in the top half of Lord of the Rings marathons we've ever done. There's Um, nothing quite like that first one. Yeah, we had some good first but, ones. Uh, we asked everyone... <laughs> some good first ones? There's only yeah, like one multiple. first one. There's only one first one. <laughs> but there's first ones. I get what you're yeah, saying. No, yeah, I see. Uh, the cabin's cool. I was telling Mike because it just feels more immersive. Like, yeah. You have a fire going The cabin's my favorite place to do it. out in the woods. Definitely. We asked everyone to say which characters we were. Thanks for all the responses. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of Gimli's for Mike. A lot of a photos lot of for me. For me. Yeah, I feel Jeff really good about that. Pippins. Yeah. yeah. I think we're all happy with And you were Pips. Frodo, right? A lot of Frodo's, a few Gandalfs and Aragorns. So I'm happy with Ooh, all mine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We all got yeah. a couple of golems. Yeah. <laughs> a few a few real, like, a lot of people said that you were one of the horses, like build a pony. That's, or that's, pony. <laughs> that's real low. No, I didn't even get shadow facts. I got you did, Bill. You got a shadow You got a shadow facts. Okay. You hate shadow facts more than Bill. I kind of do because people treat him like he's some kind of like special horse and he never does anything that interesting. He's, he's just another horse. And doesn't get tired. I don't know Man. about that. Anyway. Yeah. So I think that is pretty much it. Um, I went out <laughs> this done? morning. I know, but I mean for news. <laughs> I went out and caught some kestrels and hawks this morning with Hawk Watch. That was fun. Cool. Um, cool. We banded two birds, a male kestrel and likely a female red tail hawk. Um so that was fun, but you uh, could you didn't you can't determine. Is it hard to determine with like red a tail bird hawks? Gender? It's 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 hard. Oh, interesting. yeah. Like you, there's some good guesses. Like usually the females are a little bit bigger, and this hawk was a little bit on the heavier side. So that's like some good information that might be female. Kestrels, it's really easy. Kestrel males are like a very distinct looking bird as compared to the females. Mm. So black band on the. On the tails. Back of the oh, and, they, okay. and they're like the really tail. orange and they have yeah. the like kind of bluish patterns too. They're cool. Yeah. Anyway, should we do our news stories? Yeah. Yeah. This We're is going to be a rambling. good one, I think. Okay. You want me to start us off? Yeah. We had a lot of okay. submissions come in, so I'm excited to see well, what Jeff got here. You guys ought to sit down for this <laughs> one. <laughs> here we go. Oh. <laughs> oh, hold on. Um, so... A Singapore resident was hospitalized by an animal attack from a gang of otters. And that happened in November November 30th. They reportedly bit him 26 times in 10 seconds. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so, Wes, you seem not surprised. I read this article. Okay. Yeah. But, like, that a is a surprising thing. It's very surprising. Sometimes when I know something... That you say I still act like I'm not surprised. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> what consti- or that I am surprised. Yeah. What constitutes a gang of otters? Like, well, how big was this group? Like, they're hanging out at the park late at night. No, I, I mean, okay, yeah. <laughs> up into trouble. <laughs> sure. Uh, they're biting people. Is it like more organized crime or is it just like hooliganism? Um, I mean, how many were there is what I was asking. There was like 20 of them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So, um, the person who, Spencer, uh, who was attacked, said he actually thought he was going to die. They were going to kill him, he says. But then, so, like, basically what happened is he was on a late night walk and 20 otters were crossing a dimly lit path in front of him. Mm -hmm. It's the first time he had seen otters in the area despite taking his morning walks there. So, I guess, sorry, it was early morning. Uh, taking his 
morning walks there for five months. And as he saw them, a jogger just like ran right through them all. And um, he like went through because he was like kind of already running without really getting attacked, but like really aggravated him. Yeah. So then like they turned all their anger towards Spencer, who was also like nearby. And they went and uh, hit him in the ankles and pushed him down and leaped on top of him (laughs) and proceeded to bite his legs, shoes and buttocks. And then one of them got his finger so yeah, like he's like I said, he has bitten twenty six times in ten seconds, which is just crazy. Yeah, and his friend was luckily with him, so he ran up and just started like screaming to scare him away, and like got them to back away a little bit. So then he like picked his friend up and they walked to the visitor center, and these otters were like following him there, but left him alone. Luckily enough. And the visitor center, the employee wanted to call the ambulance, but I guess that the hospital was just right across the street. So he walked to the hospital, had to go back three times. It ended up costing $1,200 in medical bills. He was struggling to sleep and sit down due to the bites on his butt. And um, That sucks. We've all been there. This was November 30th, so he was thinking he might have to cancel his Christmas trip. But he felt lucky to be alive, and he credits his friend for saving his life. And then at the park, so Dr. Poignac, the group director of the facility, pretty much they are just telling people to stay away from otters if they're with their young and like respect them, give them distance. They put up a bunch of signs. Spencer kind of seemed to think it wasn't enough and thinks the otters are going to attack someone again. It's not an animal that you expect to be attacked by. Yeah, so Um, that's what it said. Like It says experts said that the otter attacks are exceedingly rare, and Bernard Saya, a member of the tracking organization's Otter Watch, uh and the Otter Working Group said Spencer's attacks were a pack of smooth-coated otters called the Zouac. Okay. Family, which are reportedly the most human tolerant otter family in Singapore. Hmm. And in their years of documenting otter behaviors, they've never heard of such an aggressive attack. Yeah, I was going to ask. So I know in Singapore, there's two different species. There's smooth coated otters and short clawed otters. Yeah. And I think these smooth coated ones are the ones that people see all the time. Mm. And there's a ton of them in Singapore, apparently. For otters, there's not like, it's not like they're about feral hogs or something, but there's quite Mm -hmm. a few. And yeah, they're supposedly, like I read a little bit about them, like really docile, not typically going to attack people. Yeah, it's Um, crazy. But then also I know they have really complicated family structures and they are really good at defending their young, like all otters. Maybe the jogger like nicked a baby or something. There was one more attack last year in May of a 77-year-old man, but it sounded like it was just like one otter. One like nipped at him or something. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, sounded pretty crazy. Yeah, I I don't... I know I laughed at the image of like a bunch of otter pu- otters it's a pushing. Funny. It's but it's also terrifying. I don't know, otters are just looked at as like a really cute little animal that are. everyone they loves. Really yeah. are. It seems like for the most part they are, but it's sad to know that you otter keep your distance. <laughs> sometimes they aren't. Yeah. I actually I saw that story and that was one I was circling 
to maybe do at some point we're gonna do a full length daughter episode. Mm. So we're gonna so we might no we might revisit it at some point along with some other otter stories. Okay. It's it's a good one. Yeah. Um, should we stick with cute animals and I'll do one really quick? Yeah. Cute little animals that you wouldn't expect to attack you. Well, I, I don't know. This one some people might expect, but it's a raccoon attack. Oh, um, baby. So this one happened. I think this one actually probably technically happened right around when we recorded our last news episode, but I spaced it and I really wanted to include it. Um, it happened in early December, I believe December 1st, and it happened to this woman, Donna Sanginiario. She's 70 years old. Uh, she lives in Lancaster, Massachusetts. She's out in her yard. She's hanging up her Christmas lights, and she hears strange noises coming from the street. And she turns around and she sees a large raccoon and it's 10 feet away. And she says, How like, big is a large raccoon? So she guessed it was like 40 pounds, which is a really big raccoon. Yeah, he's um, eating some trash. Yeah, this is like an urban raccoon getting fat on people's trash. Obviously not very afraid of people. And she said before she could do anything, it jumped at her. It was only 10 feet away. <laughs> and she says it was the worst nightmare of her life. And she had this like tussle with this animal and they're both screaming like, the raccoon's screaming, she's screaming, <laughs> yeah. they're rolling around. At one point, it fell off her arm. It was scratching and biting at her arm. At one point, it fell off, and then it jumped back on, and it, like, wouldn't leave her alone. So she finally puts it in a headlock, like a submission move, and nice. just, like, drops to the ground suplex. and just smushes That's it. called a suplex. A suplex, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she's just holding it and, like, smushing it on the ground, and... It's still biting her, and she said she could hear bones breaking in its oh, neck no. as she's just like trying to crush this raccoon like and put the it end into submission. Of I am legend, Will Smith. Uh, the dog. I don't remember? Let's. Oh man, we're gonna get killed for spoilers again. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so they're in this like standoff stalemate for a while with her completely choking it out and it biting her, and finally she lets it go and it just walks away. But she was pretty ripped up. Um, I saw a lot of photos of her injuries. None of them looked that substantial, but she had a lot. Like it looked like like she had like gotten road rash, like she had like fallen on some asphalt and her arms got all like scraped up. Just mm. lots of little scratches and bites. And she obviously had to go get tested for or not tested. She had to go get vaccine or rabies vaccine. Raccine. That's raccine. The old raccine yeah. for raccoons. Um <laughs> But they actually, they never caught the raccoon. No one could find it. So they couldn't test oh, so the raccoon. Kill it. No. It's just popping its back. Yeah, I think she's just popping it. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> raccoon is probably like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's going to attack someone once right. its back gets thrown Whenever out it needs again. an adjustment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, the raccoon walked off. They couldn't find it. So because of that, she had to get her full suite of rabies shots, which is very expensive and probably not very fun. But yeah, that's that story. So raccoons are also very cute, but also an animal that can just bite the shit out of you if you're not careful. So be careful. Mm -hmm. And if you ever, here's like a little bit of information about raccoons. They are like, they're not, they don't commonly have rabies like you would expect in like bats or some of these other animals that commonly have rabies, but they can have it. And it's especially more common on the East Coast. So if you ever are being approached by a raccoon or if there's a raccoon that you see that's acting not like typical raccoon behavior where they're just going to run away from you. You definitely want to get out of there. You don't want to mess with it. You don't want to try and feed it or take photos of it or whatever, because there is the chance that it's rabid. And if it is rabid, 
worst case, you die. Best case, you get bit and you're going to have to like get all these really expensive, terrible shots. So mm-hmm. just leave them alone. Don't mess around with them. They're an interesting little animal that's figured out a way to coexist with humans for the most part. So um, every once in a while, there are going to be some some problems. How do you feel about the name use. Trash Pandas? I like it. I think it's a cute name. Yeah, me um, too. Yeah. I like raccoons. I'm a big raccoon fan. We're definitely going to do a raccoon episode at some point, and yeah. we'll really dive into their biology then. But for now, that's my advice. Just give them some space. They're not, they can be really aggressive. So they look really cute, but you don't want to go out and pick up a raccoon. Yeah. And if you do, arm, arm lock, <laughs> yeah. suplex. suplex. Yeah. yeah, it worked. It cracks its back. Raccoons have a top 10 tail in the animal oh, kingdom, yeah. I I say. I agree with that. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to maybe do an episode on that and for face. Patreon. Like, I just think markings in general. Ten tails. Tails, Ooh, yeah. That is a good Beaver idea. tail, yeah. raccoon tail. We gotta remember that. Mm. <laughs> so you guys ready for the third cute animal in a row? Yeah. I, I have a story about a squirrel. <laughs> this squirrel, BBC reported this article was, I think, published at the very end of December last year. So fairly recent. And this happened in Wales in uh, Buckley, Flintshire. Ah, yes. They said Northeast Wales, and uh, I have no reason to doubt BBC. <laughs> so I don't know why I qualify things like that. Um, I don't either. So, <laughs> so the headline reads, the squirrel attacked upwards of 18 people. Well, wow. that's, that's really just the that's tip of the iceberg That's pretty impressive here. for a squirrel. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a little bit of, uh, there's some intrigue here. So a 65-year-old animal I'm lover. Uh, you should be. Um, but it gets better. Just listen. Or keep talking. It doesn't have to care. It's just what one, we do on podcasts. It's just one little... <laughs> you can keep going. 65-year-old animal lover Corinne, I'm going to say Corinne Reynolds, had been getting regular visits for several months by a little rac- raccoon. A little squirrel <laughs> she named Buddy. So she was calling this little squirrel Buddy. Oh. And um, she kind of considered her home or her yard... Uh, a little bit of a refuge for injured animals. She'd often taken injured birds and just kind of nurse them back to health and release them. I don't know if that's a smart idea. Wes, Mm -hmm. maybe you can comment on that. It's not. Generally, um, you got to leave that sort of thing up to the professionals because people that do it generally make some pretty big mistakes that when they end up releasing an animal, they release it with problems or it's malnourished or whatever. It's bad for the animals. Don't do that on your own. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, so Corinne, she started seeing some news stories pop up and some posts on social media about the squirrel that was attacking random citizens of the town. One lady was taking a recycling out and she just got accosted by the squirrel in her driveway. (laughs) Jeez. Um, Do you know what species of squirrel it is? It probably said... It okay. was it was gray in the picture. It's probably a gray squirrel then. <laughs> okay, they have red and gray squirrels over there. One lady posted on social media that she had to get like uh, a tetanus jab. They called it, mm-hmm. which is probably tetanus smart. Tetanus or rabies? Uh, it said tetanus shot. Huh. That's what it said. Yeah, I read that, that on like some of mine nails? too. Yeah, I, there are some animals when you get bit, you need a tetanus shot. Interesting. Yeah, mm. I'm not. That's that's one thing I, I'm really not sure about. I don't know why. But I know our raccoon victim also had to get tetanus shots okay. along with rabies. So a good detail of this story. Up until, the, until this point, Corinne had been calling the squirrel Buddy. But once she knew that he was getting up to no good. She uh, knew it was the squirrel? Yeah. I don't know how, but she renamed him Stripe after the bad gremlin in the oh, first Gremlins movie. Oh, that's a movie. good name. <laughs> and it made me think, well, of course, like not only of Gremlins, but 
It reminded me, I don't know why I thought about Hawk from uh, Cobra Kai. Cobra yeah. Kai. Because like, what it was, his, his name was Eli. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Well, Stripe had a mohawk. And then he flips right. the page. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, flips the script. That's what it's Right. Called. Flips the script, becomes like a bad guy, and then like gets a bad guy nickname. Yeah. And I just thought that was so funny for a squirrel. <laughs> um, but eventually, Corinne knew that things were kind of coming to a head and she knew that of anybody in the town, she was best equipped to trap the squirrel since it still kind of trusted her and was coming back to her place pretty regularly. So she set a small trap. I don't know exactly what it was. That's all the details I got. But after about 20 minutes of waiting, it just fell right into the trap. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said, quote, I felt he did trust me and I betrayed him. <laughs> Which is like, I can understand how that would feel like this animal you've been hanging out with for almost a year at this point. I think it started in March all the way up until December. Yeah. Totally just trusted her and kind of used her place as a safe house. And I don't know, it's kind of sad. That, that squirrel's going to like, it's going to be like a Cape Fear situation where it's going to go to squirrel prison and just work out really hard and just <laughs> yeah. obsess over getting back at, what's her name again? Corinne? Corinne. Oh, Corinne. Yeah, that might be the case if it didn't get euthanized. Oh, okay. So um, <laughs> there's no <laughs> It's no kids chance. are going to do that. Right. So the RSPCA took Stripe in and after examining it, determined that it should be put down, which I guess, I don't know, is that the right move? Do you think? Yeah, especially if it's a gray squirrel, they're invasive over there and like they're not, there's no real reason to keep it alive if it's attacking people. So I bet that's what it was. I yeah. bet it was a gray squirrel, and for sure they're going to euthanize it. Cool. Yeah. Well, cool. at least he Sad. went out yeah. in a blaze <laughs> cool. of glory. Yeah, cool. We cool. really got to stop just saying cool. <laughs> um, sad little story for uh, Buddy if or Stripe. Yeah. Whatever you want to. However Wait, you want to remember him. Is that why you were asking me about like people turning bad in the? Oh, that's why you. Thought yeah. Hawk? Okay. I mean, Wes. Wes does. He came up with a. I was thinking more Maybe. Lando turning Han into Darth Vader in Cloud City. That's a good oh, one. spoilers, dude. What, what is the statute of limitations here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, and that's it. That's all I got. That's cool. the, That's a good one. The end of um, Stripe's story. I some people sent us that like headline, and I remember thinking, "Well, yeah. 18 people. That's, that's insane." Crazy. Oh. That's um, that story was submitted by our patron Adam. Did uh? So wait, I maybe I didn't catch this. What was what was like the worst? attack that it did to someone that's a good question did it just it bite seems or did like it chase them or what it seemed like the lady that was just taking a recycling out got pretty spooked let's, let's again it. remember that we're talking about the uk here where like squirrels and red foxes are about the scariest <laughs> thing they've got like a grizzly <laughs> yeah. Bear there. yeah so yeah terrifying all right uh i'll go again okay so i don't have anything for coyotes be wiling this Ooh. episode all right but I'm going to do some monkeying around. All right. <laughs> um, so two Langer monkeys in India have reportedly killed 250 dogs this what? month in January. Really? Just this 250 month? 250 dogs? Yeah. That's insane. That's what I thought. And I went and like sometimes you read the headline like that and then you read the article and it's like, oh, okay, so that's not really true. Mm-hmm. This one's true. <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty accurate. So it's in Lavul village, like 300 miles east of Mumbai. So I don't know where either of those Mumbai? places are. Mumbai, yeah. I don't know where, if that helps anyone. 
Mumbai's a, a lot of people. A lot of people <laughs> be helped yeah. by that. Yeah. Um, Mumba. If it's Mumba, no one knows. <laughs> so what they're mainly doing is dragging dogs up to the tops of buildings and trees and then dropping them to their deaths. What the hell? Insane. Yeah, and it's primarily puppies, but it's been other dogs no, too. No, come on. A few, like, people have been injured trying to catch the dogs, and it's just, like, gotten crazy. So this this isn't confirmed, but the villagers told the news there that the killing started about a month ago when a few dogs killed an infant monkey. Oh, so the dog struck first. Yeah, so the dogs killed a baby monkey. Okay. And these monkeys are just dropping them off buildings, and they're, like, taking... <laughs> puppies up into trees and just leaving them there where they like what? can't that get food or anything dark yeah don't mess with langer monkeys i guess yep so that's monkey in a red <laughs> <laughs> Wes, you sell langer socks i sell a golden langer this is a different type of langer <laughs> so in india if you're ever in india there's two types of monkeys that you're gonna see really commonly one is a macaque species i think it's just like a common macaque mm. I'm probably saying that wrong, but macaque or macaque. People say it different <laughs> ways. Macaque In Boston, they say macaque. Macaque. <laughs> macaque is like what most people say. And then there's also uh, gray langers, which are really common. They're a really cool looking monkey. They're ones you see in like a lot of the more jungly areas. There's even like a, I think it's in Jaipur, India. There's a temple that's totally dedicated to langers. And they're just like all over the place and people like give them little offerings and stuff. And they're, it's neat because when I was in India, it was like really cool to see people and monkeys coexisting in like an urban environment. Yeah. Like I remember I was just casually like walking down the street and I saw this lady who had like a little corner store and she just like grabbed a banana and held it up. And this monkey came across the roof and grabbed it and then like walked away. And it was like... I could tell just by the way she did it that it was like at that time of day, she had to give this monkey a banana. <laughs> yeah. And it just or knew when to go there or it, it might have like, like, yeah, grabbed her puppy and thrown it off a bridge or something. <laughs> yeah. Do you think but, the fact that these monkeys have like, like an anchor man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that these monkeys have shrines and stuff empowers them. They're like enabled to just like do whatever they want. I like, don't think so. <laughs> we're holy <laughs> figures around these parts. We can just they got some confidence out. Throw there. dogs off buildings. Yeah, and I to be honest, like I don't know a ton about langurs, but I do know there's a few different species. They're very commonly seen in India, and now I know that they um will they seek revenge. Like, yeah, they, they yeah. don't mess with yeah. their babies. It yeah. gets dark. Um, they look cool in the picture. Like the type of monkey just look cool. Yeah. We should, you know, uh, just like a headline, coyotes be wiling. A girl was attacked in Texas like this week by a coyote. A mm. nine-year-old girl was bitten in Texas. Um, oh, yeah. Thanks for yeah, getting so one Yeah, so coyotes be wiling. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Um, so my next one is kind of a bittersweet story. I wanted to talk briefly about Magawa, who is uh, one of the, the best mind-sniffing rats to ever sniff mines. Ooh, and there's I didn't a no there was a scale of yeah, that. <laughs> there's a sad reason we're going to talk about Magawa, but uh Magawa mm. actually retired last year. He was like he got a gold medal for heroism. Um <laughs> he's an African African giant pouched rat and they're the rat that they typically use to train to sniff out mines. 
because they are really easily trainable. They're big rats. They're like much bigger than your typical rat, but they aren't big enough to trigger a mine. Do you think mine sniffing rats typically make it to retirement? Uh, I think th- I think they do a pretty good job. I don't think they set off mines, yeah, get, so I don't think it's common enough, that they're getting. Like you're saying. Yeah. Okay. But um, one of these rats can search the field the size of a tennis court in 20 minutes, and I guess for someone with a metal detector, it would take them like a whole day to do that to find a mine. A tennis court? Yeah, I, huh. I know that's what this article said. It seems like they could clear it quicker yeah. with the metal detector, but apparently these rats are much faster than humans. And it doesn't put human lives at risk when you're out there searching for mines. What if you just had like a tennis court sized metal detector? That's true. That would work you really just well. find it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. It'd be hard to hold, but. Um, so he was, a, he was awarded this gold medal in 2020, which is like a, it's a, it's like a PDSA gold medal. I don't know what that acronym stands for, but apparently it usually only goes to like dogs and heroic animals. But they gave one to this rat because he had such an impressive career. Over his career, he found over 100 mines. He worked primarily in Cambodia. And Cambodia has one of the highest amputee rates in the world because people are constantly bumping into mines that were placed there yeah. uh, a long time ago. Yeah. I guess I was looking up on landmines and, and like anywhere from six to 8,000 people die every year from, from hitting landmines. That would just... Terrible Completely way to go. be a different way to live if there's mines all yeah. over where you're walking. Totally. And like, I'm not sure if these mines were all like Khmer Rouge kind of times. I think the, they were. Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. But in Cambodia, it's a big problem. And so this rat really did an amazing job. He cleared a lot of mines. He got a gold medal. He got a gold medal. The reason I'm bringing him up is sadly, he passed away. So this was in early January. Uh, it wasn't from drugs, it wasn't an overdose. Uh, apparently they just said this, this, um, nonprofit that had retired him said that he was in good health, but he started to slow down. He was napping more, showing less interest in food. And then he finally passed away. The group that raised him and and trained him is called a POPO. It stands for anti-personnel lands, landmines removal product development. And they are kind of the premier trainers of rats to find landmines. So Godspeed Magawa, we're going to miss you, bud. Thanks for clearing all those mines. Thanks for your service. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Have you guys seen the documentary, The Killing Fields? I have. It's, yes. Yeah. It's a hard one. It's a tough one, but yeah. that has, it deals a lot with like the Khmer Rouge and the Cambodian conflict and stuff. Yeah. That, like it was a genocide. I mean, it yeah, was, conflict yeah. is not, maybe yeah. not the appropriate word, but yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do a five second moment of silence from a god. Yeah. Okay. R.I.P. Little guy. <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. Rest in peace. Yeah. Mike, you got another one? Yeah. So I. This is another patron submitted story. Cassie sent this one in to us, and okay. it's from. So the article that I'm pulling most of this information from was uh, FieldandStream.com. Okay. So we got a Florida woman story. Ooh. Oh, baby. And you know how that goes usually. This one, I don't want to be too like humorous right off the bat. Nothing terrible happens, but it is a a bear encounter, which are, it's a serious matter. So this woman by the name of Aidy, Florida bear story, A-Y-D-E-E, A-Y, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Florida woman will just refer to it. Okay. Okay. Uh, So she was out on a walk with her dog and right as she was getting home, she stepped foot into her driveway when uh, she noticed a bear, you know, not too far away from her and understandably started kind of freaking out. So her 
instant reaction was to let go of her dog, and she started running away. And as a, a fan of the Tooth and Claw podcast myself, <laughs> I know that's probably that. I know that is definitely not how you're that's supposed not to react. The right reaction. No. So maybe 80, you should be listening. So she she started running towards her neighbors, trying to get someone to call the police or whoever, help her in any kind of manner. So. So what? So I'm trying to figure out how to like exactly talk about this next part, because it says in the story that she was slammed to the ground by the bear. OK, that's which, fine. It always makes me kind of laugh when you like those kinds of details are worded in that way because it makes it sound like this bear just suplexed her on the lawn. Right, you just think WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, like it body checked her. Right. Yeah. yeah bear like can a, easily slam someone on the ground. It can. Yeah, I'm not like, doubting that. I'm maybe just that's like, the best word for it. Okay. Yeah, we don't know exactly how it happened. We just know that she got all kinds of lacerations. Maybe it was concussed. Um, all those details weren't quite released, but the fallout of this was. Once the bear determined that she was no longer a threat, the bear took off with her three cubs Mm. and climbed a tree. And it says that from that point forward, all the neighbors congregated around the area and they put a spotlight on the bear in the tree, which I don't know. Is that like a normal thing that like to keep bears there? Are they like afraid of light? I don't don't know if they're necessarily like keeping it there. They probably just wanted to keep eyes on it until until whoever was responding could respond. So the responders were a sheriff's deputy and uh, the EMS. They got there pretty quick, treated 80 for any injuries that she might have sustained that were like serious. And uh, then they took the bear into once again, get examined, kind of like Buddy the Squirrel and euthanized. Yeah. Which I guess for the Florida, what is it? The FWC, they call it Florida Conservation Commission. The protocol for this kind of encounter is to put the bear down, which seems like. A pretty tepid attack as far as bear attacks go, especially like a mother defending its cubs is what it seems like. Yeah. But to give a little insight on that one, like black bears aren't famous for protecting cubs. So typically a black bear will just trust its cubs to go up a tree and the mom will also run off. And like, again, this one obviously was doing that. So it's not unheard of, but it's not typical behavior for them. It does sound like maybe this was a really close surprise encounter and she kind of forced the bear to make a quick decision, which was run at her and knock her down. Never run away. No, never run away. And so this isn't typical behavior for a black bear. And I do see why they made that decision. Also, black bears are pretty abundant in Florida and throughout their range. Yeah. Um, We talked the other week, there's 800,000 black bears in, in North America, which is far more than any other bear species. So it's not an animal that you have to be really careful about um, reducing population size. And a big reason these decisions are made to euthanize is because these agencies force or they face a lot of liability if they leave an animal like that out there. So if they decide, okay, we're not going to euthanize this bear, we're going to release it back and then it goes and mauls someone else, then those people have pretty good grounds to sue and to actually They'll win. say, like, this bear already right. attacked someone. Why didn't you yeah, do something? Yeah, there's a documented history. And so they, with, like, how litigious the United States is and tort law and all these terrible things, like, it's bad for wildlife that might be more of a liability. The article did go on to say that since the 1970s, the black bear population in Florida has grown from 300 to over 4,000. Yeah. So it seems like you were saying... 
like conservation of black bears isn't like a huge priority anymore. It's not. And like, this is something that would be treated probably very differently if she was like in the Everglades hiking around and she got attacked by a bear because that's a place that we've kind of reserved for bears and she surprised one with cubs or whatever, but it was in a like suburban neighborhood. So I, I'm not saying I, I think they definitely made the right decision. I'm saying that I understand the basis behind that decision. And um, yeah, and it doesn't seem like really typical black bear behavior. Yeah. But um, a quick thing that I wanted to mention is I think most people that live in black bear country, you know, when winter rolls around, you kind of think, oh, I'm good because they're all sleeping. There are places in the U.S. where they don't hibernate. So especially like if if she has cubs like that, she's going to be out looking for food. So Florida is one of those places. In general, unless it's a pregnant female, they're not going to hibernate in Florida. So if you're in Florida, you still in the winter have to be careful about black bears. Someone just sent us another video of a guy who a lot of people sent us this one. Yeah. And I think a lot of us saw it. this guy who was like, he had like an open porch kind of, and he had a bunch of little dogs running around in there. And all of a sudden a bear breaks in and grabs yeah. one of them. And then the guy engages the bear and they kind of tussle back and forth. And then the bear finally lets the dog and the guy go. And he got, he got some bad lacerations too, but his dog survived. Bear survived, but it was kind of a crazy, it was a crazy video. I wasn't worried about the bear surviving. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't think they hunted that they bear down kill and killed it. it. Okay. I'm not sure about that, but another interesting Florida bear encounter. So, you know, no matter where you live, if you're in bear country, make sure that you're prepared to yeah. encounter a bear and it could even be in the suburbs. I guess I should include that. So AD survived. Yeah. Dog survived. Bear didn't survive. Um, the orphan bears were let, just let go. They yeah. were deemed to be old enough to take care of themselves. And yeah. I don't know, how old are bear cubs? How old do so they have to be? Those, for that to be those cubs would have been born in like probably January or February. And so they're almost a year old and they can survive. Yeah. They'll probably be fine. I would say they probably have about a 50, 50 chance, which is pretty typical for any cub. So, um, they should be okay. But it's about the time they leave, right? They probably would have yeah. with their mom and left in the Well, they spring. wouldn't den because they're in Florida. Oh, yeah. But they would have gotten kicked out probably this spring. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. We need to do our Florida man headlines. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe to yeah, uh, end this on a happier note. So you wanted to introduce Yeah, them. sure. So uh, just in commemoration of all the crazy folk down in Florida getting attacked by bears and stuff, uh, we just wanted to go over our... Are, uh, I don't know how you'd refer to them, but the Florida man headlines that occurred on our birthdays. Yeah. So, uh, Jeff. It's kind of like a thing, just like, if you want to play along, just yeah. type in Florida man and then your birthday. Like, not the year, just your birthday. So, my birthday is February 28th. My Florida man is Florida man who allegedly threatened family with Coldplay lyrics and standoff after SWAT promises him pizza. <laughs> It's a good one. <laughs> a lot of moving parts there. <laughs> All right. Mine was Florida man with no arms charged with stabbing Chicago tourist. Wow. That's... And that's July 13th. Oh, we yeah. should be talking about that. Yeah. It, I read through it and it's exactly what it was. He stabbed him with a knife in his feet. In his feet. I was yeah. going to guess mouth, but... No. Wow. He was laying on the ground and a guy approached him and he stabbed him with a knife. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, mine, September 22nd, Florida man rides manatee. Dares police to arrest him, gets arrested. Nice. Good. <laughs> <laughs> there you That's go. That's pretty cool. cool. Good I job, wonder Florida. how the manatee felt. 
If, uh, probably hopefully he hated it, like kind of happy. I think he was happy the guy got arrested. Probably hated being <laughs> ruined. Re- uh, yeah. Something for sure hated that. Uh, I thought it was funny just going back to my Langer monkeys when Mike was saying he likes it when monkeys ride dogs. Yeah, do <laughs> <He> like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I, wish I they like would it ride much better when they're riding them than throwing them off of trees and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do we have any more stories? I do. All right. Yeah. Ooh, the big one. Uh, so this is another Florida story. And this is one that happened in late December. It's one that a lot of people sent us. It's one that I think was a very emotional topic for a lot of people. And I'll just get into it and then we can talk about it a little bit. Yeah. So this happened in the Naples Zoo, which uh, is in Naples, Florida. And on December 29th, after it closed, this cleaning group came in to uh, clean like they clean like the public spaces of the zoo. They're not hired to clean animal enclosures. They're hired to clean like bathrooms and eateries and that sort of thing yeah so this cleaning group came in and river rosenquist who's 26 was a member of this cleaning party and as he was in the zoo he decided to jump a barrier and he stuck his arm through the cages of the malayan tiger exhibit and it's unclear whether or not he was trying to feed the tiger or pet it but whatever he's trying to do it didn't work the tiger well i guess it maybe did work if he was trying to touch it <laughs> yeah. the tiger grabbed his arm pulled him through the his arm through the gate and just completely shredded it oh. so there's there's uh, like body cam footage of this one i watched it i did too it's gnarly it we've is we've talked about before on the podcast that we've seen some pretty crazy videos uh-huh. this one was hard for me to watch like i had a really hard time watching it because not only do you see this guy's arm just being completely shredded and you see the bone and like all this flesh being flayed off of it But also what ended up happening is that a deputy responded, a sheriff deputy responded to the scene. And they initially, it says they initially tried to get the tiger to release the arm. And when that didn't work, they had to shoot this tiger. And that's also on this body cam footage. Yeah. They shot it in the shoulder. And they did try to get it to let go. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going (laughs) to, it shot it through the shoulder. I think they did. Don't get me wrong. Shot it through the shoulder. Um, <laughs> yeah. And You're then, not very convincing. Well, let's, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Bullet lodged beneath the heart and the tiger died from internal bleeding. They pulled the guy away. He's still being, he's still recovering. His arm was completely. He's just been like screaming the whole yeah, time. Yeah, the whole time he's screaming, help me. I'm going to die. Shoot it. It's going to kill it. me. Shoot it. Shoot it. Yeah. Um. Again, the video's out there if you want to watch it. It's incredibly graphic. So I'm warning you, it's a hard one to watch because not only do you see this terrible injury on a human you see a really beautiful animal being killed this is a malayan tiger there's around 200 of them in the wild they're one of the rarest tiger subspecies Uh, they live in the southern tip of thailand and then a little bit through that part of malaysia that's on the malayan peninsula they're very closely related to the indo-chinese tiger they're slightly smaller than bengal tigers so bengal tigers are the ones that live in india that are like the most famous tigers. Mm-hmm. And then Amur tigers we've talked about, which are like Siberian Bowl. tigers. Yeah, the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. These ones are a little smaller. They're incredibly rare. Uh, they mostly live in like rainforests and whatnot. So they hunt deer, sun bears, a lot of other really interesting prey items. And again, they're they're critically endangered. So it's really sad to see one die, even if it is a captive one. There's a lot of emotions surrounding this one. So a lot yeah. of there's like a whole change.org petition with like 100,000 people that have signed it demanding that they throw the book at this guy, press charges. The zoo set up a conservation foundation in, in the tiger's name. The tiger's name was um, Eco or Elko, Echo. It's E-K-O. I think it's Eco. 
they set up a foundation in its in his name and hoping to re- like raise a bunch of money in order to help Malayan tigers in the wild. I wanted to talk about it a little bit because I I really bounced back and forth on this one. I agree with this idea of like pressing charges in that it does set a precedent and it makes people think twice. And like, it's not like this guy fully jumped in the enclosure with the animal, but he got too close to it and he paid the price. Yeah. And on one hand, I'm like, oh, he got his arm pretty much torn off. What is more convincing to stop people from doing that than like knowing that he almost got his arm ripped off by a tiger? And then on the other hand, I'm like, no, they should press charges. They I wonder should. if he got it amputated. Did you look it up? I, this, I couldn't find any more information about it. Um, yeah. The zoo like had a statement, and the president of the zoo said, we're hoping he has a speedy recovery. We're not even thinking about sure. pressing charges right now. But there are other people that could press charges. And so I don't know. Like I kind of wanted to open this one up for discussion, even though that's a little tricky. The one thing I want to talk about the cop thing really quick, the deputy sheriff. I watched the video, and... The guy is screaming, shoot it, shoot it. And it is like, if you're a deputy sheriff, you're not trained to like make decisions based on Malayan tiger maulings. So I don't think the guy did the wrong thing at all. Shooting it was the right move. I do think there's other things that could have worked. I think had Mm -hmm. he tased it or pepper sprayed it or something, I think the tiger probably would have let go of this guy's arm. Not for sure though. And like the guy screaming, shoot it. And I, I'm not passing judgment and saying he made the wrong decision, but I would have been really interested to see if a taser would have from, worked. From the video, he approaches it and there is like people there already too. And yeah. like he takes about like 15, 20 seconds figuring out if there's anything to do before he shoots it. Yeah. Like he doesn't, it's not like he just walks up and shoots it. You know, yeah, like he, it wasn't immediate. He does like kind of consider options, and but like the tigers really latched. I on. feel like it was like ten seconds, but it says in some of the articles I read that they're poking it and trying to get him to re- release the arm, and he wouldn't. Yeah. My other argument though, there about maybe trying pepper spray or taser or something, is that it's not like it had this guy by the neck or like his face or something. His arm was already shredded. I don't think it was like a, we need to make this decision right now or this guy's going to die kind of decision. So that's why I wonder if they could have tried some of those other things first. Yeah. I think it influenced the cop too, that the guy was just bleeding and shooting, shoot it. Screaming, shoot it. Yeah. I, I agree. I I agree with you too. Like maybe use your taser, maybe try something, try your mace. I think the mace might've been the best thing to try. Yeah. And something else I wanted to bring up is, you know, this isn't a wild Malayan tiger. Because if you lose one in the wild, you're losing 0.5%, you know, of tigers that are left in the population. It's like a true tragedy. This is a captive one. But this was like the main draw of this zoo. And a big part of what zoos do is they use these animals as ambassadors. And so if you have a Malayan tiger and someone comes to the zoo and they're like inspired by this tiger, they might donate money and, and their admission to the zoo goes towards these animals conservation Mm. in the wild too. So this was a big draw for the zoo and it's a really big loss for them. It's a really big loss for captive Malayan tigers. So it's really tragic. And, and we had people reach out that have worked with this tiger who said, you know, it's really sad that this happened. A lot of people that I know that are biologists that knew this tiger have posted about it and said, you know, it was a really special tiger. So yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys think that they should press charges? I don't know. Like, 
It sucks. I don't know. It just yeah. It happens sometimes. Like people right. are stupid, but like I don't know. Like yeah, that's, you, you can't completely litigate stupidity out of like that's what I was gonna say. Human behavior. People that are willing to do this sort exactly. of thing are gonna do it no matter what. Right. But I also do think that a lawsuit, also a zoo's way of showing that, that this is like serious business. This isn't like it's not that they're letting it slide. Yeah. But that they take the safety of patrons seriously. So totally. I, I, and I don't know, like, and I, Jeff brought up another thing that made me think of one other thing that the police could have done. If you're a policeman or a law enforcement person listening to this and you ever have to respond to something like this, maybe try firing a shot like next to it or something or up in the air. I don't know if up in the air is safe, but like in the ground, at the right ground or it. something. Cause that might be loud enough to scare it. And too. that's like part of the thing. Like, People wouldn't be as upset if the tiger didn't die. And, like, they probably could have got the tiger let go without killing it. So, like, can you completely blame this person for the tiger being dead? Yeah, it's tricky. And I I just don't know. And I, I think I agree with, I think we're all kind of on the same page with this one. Just that, like, this is a 26-year-old kid, you know, and, like, it's dumb to to stick your hand in a tiger enclosure and he yeah. paid the price for it. Yeah. Probably never going to, if his arm isn't amputated, he probably, probably won't never stick have. his other arm in a no, tiger. Probably not, unless he wants him to match. <laughs> yeah. um, but I also kind of agree with, with some legal action because a really rare, really important tiger to a lot of people died because of this, because like he couldn't keep his arm out of a cage, you know, and that yeah. is stupid and it's yeah. not something you should do. And so, I don't know, I'm split, but I, I do think I lean toward them doing something like a fine or... Ban him for a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably something more than that. But yeah, anyways, it's a sad one. And, and thanks everyone for sending us that one and reaching yeah. out. And again, if you want to if you wanna watch the body cam footage, I watched it, so I'm not going to say don't watch it. It's out there on the internet. Just Google Naples. You don't need to like promote it. Though. Yeah. Well, I'm not, but like, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it and not tell them how to find it, but okay. um, it's out there and it's, it is, I do really want to warn you. It's a hard one. Like I yeah, thought about yeah. it for a long time afterward. So rough McGriff. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a, a pretty sad one. R.I.P. Echo or Echo. Um, it's a good name for a tiger. Yeah. Yeah. Echo. Yeah. Five seconds of silence for Echo? Well, we think it's Eco, right? I think it's Echo, actually. Eko. Do you see it's the? Do you do you Echo. guys watch that League of Legends show? No, is no. it good? Yeah, there's a character named. It's spelled Eko, and they they pronounce it Echo. All right, well, let's say Echo. Arcane, Arcane, great show. Are we gonna do five seconds or not? Oh yeah, let's do it. Another five. Seconds. Yeah, okay. five. Go. God bless you. Right. I hope you're up there chasing sandbar deer and just living your, your best life in tiger heaven. All right. Um, so that's it for stories there. That's not it for stories. There's a million other stories, <laughs> but we wanted to, I think with these news episodes, we wanted to condense it a little bit and really talk about um, the ones that really grabbed us. And, and those are the ones that did this month. So yeah. thanks everyone for sending them. Please continue to do so. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah. So we're going to do some questions. Uh, yeah, we're going to do some questions. All right. Okay. So this is from, we're starting off Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> That's a new, <laughs> new way to, <laughs> wow. i to uh, write that one down. So this is from Erica and I like this one. So she teaches high school 
And she says that this always causes a huge argument when she poses it to her students. Would you rather be able to speak and understand all lang- human languages with perfect fluency or be able to understand all animal communication as if it were English, but you are the only one who can do so? So you understand Animals. every language in the human, like every human language, or you understand animals like they're speaking english to you if that extends to dead languages i might actually pick that one but if not i'm going animal i think i'm gonna surprise you with this one and say human languages i don't really want to know what animals are thinking well i just figure like we're just sitting here and i'm hearing a bird say like i want sex i want sex i want sex (laughs) come have sex with me (laughs) because they're mate like that's what a lot of animals noises are just mating calls or like yeah or just like warning other I animals feel that like they're there animal communication isn't quite complex enough to it be depends that on, interesting it really depends on the animal like mm. i think with like dogs or dolphins or whales or a lot of these like monkeys you would, you would hear some like really like interesting like if i'm holding a tennis ball and a dog barks at me i don't need to understand that he's saying i want that tennis right, ball right but like <laughs> there are times where like with my dog bryce i can tell she's sad and mm. i would love to know why mm. like i would love to know if it's like exactly what's going on in her brain but then at the same time i wouldn't want to have that ability all the time i would like that if i could every once in a while maybe tap into it but I don't know that if, like hearing what animals are thinking doesn't really appeal to me. If you could like talk to them and like they have to obey your commands, yeah. that would be what I would want. So you're allowed to communicate with them too or no? I think you just this. understand them like it's yeah. English. Yeah. I want to know. I yeah. think, I think humans. Me too. You guys ever watch Dr. Doolittle? I have. Wild thornberries. Yeah. She just talks. Those animals are sweet. They're talking about all kinds of cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to give this name a shot here. (laughs) Um, So, from America Dodiddy 77. That was a shot? (laughs) Patron here. (laughs) I'd rather hear from you guys than Google. What good do mosquitoes do? Um, So, they're fed up with mosquitoes. Yeah. (laughs) They just want to know why they even exist. I So, I don't have a great answer my answer that i always use for people with that one is just that they provide a food source for a ton of animals that people really love so there's a lot of animals out there that eat mosquitoes that people really like um as far as what they do outside of that i'm sure they have other usefulness but i don't know what like frogs and fish yeah like frogs fish bats birds there's all sorts of really cool animals that eat mosquitoes that they're a big part of their diet. Yeah. So that's a really great thing they you do maybe. is provide. Yeah, I've probably eaten some mosquitoes. <laughs> I don't know. I shouldn't. I don't want to speak out of place and say that I know more than that. But that's that's the main thing that I can think of off the bat. Okay. Yeah. I'd have to research a little bit more to see what else they're good for. All right. And then um, from Instagram, Lizzie Laura wants to know, if you were being hounded by paparazzi, what animal would you choose as your bodyguard? Mike? Gorilla. A gorilla? Yeah. They'd be able to go with me really wherever. 
if they need to go into like you could get into a restaurant pretty easily if you're a gorilla yeah mm. like put on a trench coat and a hat i feel like if you were to have a cartoon with animals that makes sense it would like a bodyguard would almost always be played by a gorilla i like gorilla i, I either a gorilla or like a big grizzly bear those are yeah. the two that i would pick yeah i i would choose maybe yeah like a I was thinking bear. Maybe I'll go elephant. I'd want something. Yeah, put it its trunk in front anymore. of my face so that yeah. like they can't get pictures. You're gonna have a hard time yeah. bringing your elephant or into like, like a, a club or something. Yeah, I mean, but when the ones that I can, I'm yeah. gonna be like pff, filling the entire like club. The coolest person there. <laughs> like, who's the guy with the elephant? <laughs> and you'd have like a literal elephant in the room. <laughs> That'd be the source of so many hilarious jokes. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, let's address the elephant in the room. Yeah. And then we and just say, say it's it, like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, Great question so okay, far. Okay, from Prokeesmore. Uh, <laughs> what's the best tree you all have climbed? Oh, a big old ponderosa in, in Montana. What about, what about that one you climbed with a bear in it, it and then you fell it. out of it? Yeah, that's not my best one. <laughs> not my best work. <laughs> fell out of it, broke my ankle, had to wait for a long time to get help. Yeah, for me, it's Ponderosa. What about you guys? Um, I don't know. I just really liked like the one in the house where we grew up. You built a rope swing in it. That's a good pick. Yeah. It was an oak. Oak tree. Mike? There's a huge tree. I don't know exactly what kind it was, but it was right outside of a window of where I used to go to church. And me and my friend for like a year, we'd climb up to the, we'd escape out the window and climb to the very top of the tree and sit there for like two hours so we didn't have to go to church. <laughs> uh, actually, I think ours were elm trees, Jeff, not oak. It was really sappy no, though. I think sappy oh, trees I think aren't super right. fun to climb. Yeah. Oops, sounded right. Um, I think you're right. All right, and then from Larry Menards, is it true that bears can eat up to 40,000 moths a day? I don't know the exact number, but there's this there's this specific species of moth. They're called the army cutworm moth, um, and they live under rocks in these certain places in like where I know of in the, in the northern Rockies, and bears will go up on these rock slides and they'll just flip rocks and just eat moths all day. So I'm not, I, I think that's probably accurate. 40,000 is probably about right. They truly just all day are eating moths and they'll eat just tons of them. So yeah. Okay. And that's grizzly bears that that's do that. crazy. Yeah. It's a huge source of food for them. Like they, during that part of the year when those moths are under those rocks, a ton of bears will go to those spots and congregate and just eat moths all day long. How many moths were you eating back when you were little a day? <laughs> not that many, maybe one a day. All right, and then this one was just kind of a fun little thing that someone sent us that I'm going to read. Okay. Um, okay, go so for it's, it. This one's hard. All right. Cephalorhod. You want to show it to me? Yeah. Cephalorod. Cephalorhod. It's like cephalopod, but cephalorod. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they saw this and just sent it and wanted us to answer. Okay. But pretty much there's nine choices of like bad things that could happen to you, and you have to choose which one you would prefer to the other bad choices. Okay. Let's so, hear them. Number one, your hands are now crab claws. Okay. Two, you can only speak whale the rest of your life. Three, you get WGMFEF tattooed on your forehead, but cannot tell anyone what it actually stands for. 
which I don't know what it stands for. Okay. I don't think it. <laughs> uh, four, whenever you go outside, a bird always shits on you. Five, your partner actually turns into a worm. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not picking that one. Uh, six, every time other people talk, all you hear are, I don't know what this one is. What is that? And six. Uh, cicadas. Cicadas? Okay. Yeah. That's what... Ooh, that would suck. Those <laughs> yeah. are so annoying. Seven, uh, you mimic a male peacock jumping spider every time you get slightly aroused. Okay. Do you know what that means? What yeah, do they, they have like a really intricate like little mating dance that they do. Oh, that might be kind and of they a good thing. They bounce around and stuff. Okay. <laughs> Eight, if you stand somewhere longer than five minutes, you start rooting into the ground. Nine, your farts attract giant mosquitoes. Okay. I'm picking the bird shit, I think. Or oh, the tattoo. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's what they said was the bird shit. I Every see- time you go outside, you get pooped on? Yeah, I would just like You'd always rather, have like, like not have a few mosquitoes if you huge. Can't there hold were your huge par- mosquitoes, farts. huge mosquitoes. Just hold your farts. Yeah, that one's not too bad for Wes. That's impossible. <laughs> I so the standing in place seems like really easy loophole to exploit. Like just shift your foot a centimeter, and you're just not going to get rooted every five minutes. It's hard to like stand exactly in the same spot for five minutes. No, it's not. It what kinda- if you're like sitting on the couch? Oh, does that count? I, I thought so. it's not just like I think it's stand just whenever you're standing. Okay. Well, okay. Otherwise, I do the whale thing. Really? Did you see Star Trek Four? It comes like really in handy. That, that one, would, but wasn't it that you only could make whale noises? Yeah, that's so you would sweet. like just want to only be able to make whale noises. Uh-huh. Nah, none of the ones that I'm like going. are permanent. It'd be bad for the podcast. I'll give you. That. I'm going the farts. You mimic a peacock jumping spider every time you get slightly aroused. So you'd be doing slightly? it like thirty times a day. You'd be doing that in like public, all over. Yeah, like if you like went out and you like just saw someone you were attracted to, you'd have to like bounce around and do this. It might be a cool dance. And I guess not everyone knows exactly what that means. You just be kind of dancing around. I also could do the tattoo on my head. Yeah, the tattoo. I just just like grow my hair out, wear a hat, and like that's an easy get some like cool lettering so it kind of looks cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The, for me, it's the tattoo. I might get like a couple more face tattoos, so it's like yeah. they don't pay attention to that one. Right. If yeah. you just have the one tattoo, everyone's yeah. gonna ask. But I, I, if someone asked me, and I was just like, I don't know, like <laughs> yeah. that's almost. I would be, people would be like, whoa, <laughs> like, <laughs> on your forehead. Wow. All right. All right. Good, yeah. Good questions. Thanks, thanks everyone. Um. Well, that's pretty much it. Okay. So thanks everyone so for the story. I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess the podcast is over. Stop talking? I think we just stopped podcasting. Well, let's tell everyone we'll do that, and then we can stop. Okay. We're going to stop now. Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) We love you. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. 
As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.